Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people, your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. This is Marin Costello Radio. Folks, we have the one and only Jackie the Muscle Whisperer on today's show. Jackie spent 15 years bodybuilding and muscle training with world-renowned Albert Beckles and subsequently dove into ergonomics education, extensive massage therapy training, and became a member of the NAMTPT. A results-based multidimensional healer, Jackie was disenchanted with clinical practices that wanted her to withhold healing from her clients in favor of more sessions and more money. Jackie is a trauma survivor herself and has been able to assist clients releasing their trauma through their body work sessions. She has cultivated a safe space for clients to get trauma out of their bodies and her support and personal experience creates a very safe space in letting trauma go. I am a very proud member of Jackie's Jackie's client list. And I can honestly say that is truly exactly what you do. You create the safest space in such a short amount. I mean, that is such a gift to create such a beautiful, vulnerable, transparent, hold nothing back space in a matter of minutes. Thank you. I mean, it is such an, I mean, what you do physically to like work on the body is a gift and that is your training, right? And you know, and your your intuitive nature of doing that is such a gift, but first to create the stage and set the stage is so impressive. What was your journey like learning about those safe environments and learning how to cultivate those for other people? Wow. Ooh, that's a really good question. Um... So how I grew up, right, in my rich neighborhood and uh, wealthy parents, you know, they divorced at five and my house was not a nice home, right? Even though it was in the neighborhood where you would think like, oh my gosh, like silver spoons and butterflies all day. Um, And when I was, when I was 12, I met a girl in junior, we called it junior high, in junior high in seventh grade. And she was, she's a black woman and they were doing busing back then. It was the the late seventies. So we became friends and I lived close to the school. So she would come to my house and during the day we ditch school and we go to my house, but things were going on in there and she saw it wasn't safe. So my journey she would invite me over on the weekends to her house. So here I am, this little, this like little white Jewish girl, 12 years old, and I'm taking the bus from Beverly Hills area to South Central Los Angeles, which, you know, the hood, so to speak, and to be safe. And so I really feel like I grew up around Black people and it was safe. Because all the white people in my community, my home, were were fucking with me. You know, I wasn't safe over there. And so part of me learning safe was learning things of how protective in the homes that I were saw, you know, 
when I was that age, my friend's house and stuff. And, and I felt very protected and very safe. And um, I think I learned a lot from that community. Um, they're not very, like back then people weren't very open, but I had to be open to be accepted. Right. So I don't know. That's kind of like the journey of creating a safe space. And then I think, girl, it's like 50 years of therapy. <laughs> that too. But really understanding at some point, what did it feel like for me to feel safe? That's amazing. So on that note, what was little Jackie like? Mm, girl, huh. really? You want to go there? Yeah. Which one, Little Jackie or Gangster Jackie? Because Gangster Jackie is fun. Little Jackie was extremely sad. Mm. Little Jackie um, was, a, uh, I, I guess, a sad girl. But I don't remember much of my childhood, um, <clears throat> which is very common in trauma survivors because we need our minds. We need to, like, put that away. Mm. We That's not something that we can have in the forefront of our minds and function at all um so little jackie did what she had to do to survive gangster jackie encountered lots of things and became really tough and then at 14 my parents sent me to new jersey to a all-girls boarding school wow yeah and that was a trip but the funny thing was is they i think they sent me to get me away from like that community but so in this school of a hundred, there were four black girls. And guess who the freshman's big sister was? One of the four. So I think my mother was like, are you serious right now? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And all four like rallied around me because, and it, my voice really like speaking out on things really started then because the the girls I was in school with really gave me a hard time from day one. And Jackie just started like, I'm not taking no shit. And gangster Jackie's like, yeah, she took over there. <laughs> and that was at age 14. And how long were you at that boarding school? To 18. Do you remember a difference in the person that started the boarding school versus the person that ended the boarding school? Like for, in those four years, was there like a huge transformation for you or did it just reinforce who you already knew you were? No, girl. So um, you really want me to go there? Huh? Sure. If you're open to it. Huh. So um my second year of boarding school, I was home on vacation and I was raped in my house. And that was the start, I think, really of Gangster Jackie because how my family handled it. My dad actually told me that the guy that raped me was good looking, which mind fucked me right there. Excuse my language, sorry cut that out no but, this is a cursing friendly show yes so <laughs> it did it just you know I was 16 and I'm sitting in the court because they caught the guy it was a violent um 
a violent situation in my home. I answered the door and the guy grabbed me by the hair, pulled me up the stairs and took me back to my own bedroom and um, violently assaulted me in, in many ways. And of course, you know, my mother wasn't around at all. So, you know, um, and so when we went to, to the hearing and my father said that there must have been a click in me, you know, as I, I haven't gone back in my EMDR to reprocess that. And then um, I actually went to trial with the guy. And at the day of the trial, man, this is the birth of Gangster Jackie. The day of the trial, my mother had her boyfriend drop me off at the courthouse and go in and testify on my own, be there by myself. Um, I don't think I was quite 16 yet. And um, his family, that was a real traumatic experience anyway. So they sent me back to boarding school and they told the headmaster only what had happened and they locked me in the headmaster's house for like a week. And the instructions were for my father that nobody was to know at the school what happened to me and that I was to be kept in that room until I was mentally not crying anymore, until I could, you know, they could just like, so they'd come and here's your food, you know, like, was bizarre, man. So I think that's really when, you know, there was a big shift. And never in those days, you know, you, they don't help you with that. That's denial. So that boarding school, from that point on, it was very, lots of fighting, lots of fighting. I was a, the star athlete at the school. So lots of knocking them out. Like I was a soccer goalie and they would come down with the ball and I would growl. And I would just like, and they would like, rev, rev. And they're like, what? She's not doing anything, but you get scared of her growling, okay? But I was, you know, I was so like, that's when I became so fucking angry. That's when the girl like became angry and J-Rex was born. That's my mean, mean girl. And then Gangster Jackie and they all. So when I left boarding school, I... Spinning. I mean, I got a job and then I went to college, but you know, she's very different. I'm different from a year ago. A day ago. A day especially, ago. Especially with your work. I can only imagine the mm -hmm. transformation that you yourself absorb based on the transformation that you do with your work with your clients on the table. In what way? Like I absorb them? I just, I can only imagine that part of, part of that, it's not that yeah. you absorb their trauma, but you absorb their, you know, you benefit from the transformation, but also it change when you change people, it changes you. So, right. Although because of my not belief in, are we good on time, girl? Oh yeah. Okay. Cause you know, Jackie can talk. Oh but no. Take your time. Come on, come on in. Stay a while. Okay. Um, you know, I I've thought a lot about that, and it's it's so nonchalant for me. And what you're saying, like you're saying that, and I'm remembering just last week, like or you know, yesterday when the NBA guy gets off my table, 
and he's had body work done every single week by four different people. And I still have to fight his muscle because there's still so much stuff in there. And then you hear later that day that he said, dang, she kicked my ass. And like, <laughs> in a good way. Yes. You know, which is the physical ethic. But, and then the trauma survivors and get up and tell me you're changing fucking lives, Jackie. Do you realize that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a girl who guasha, you know, I'm just a girl that wants to love on people. And, and I don't put myself like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just one of like, I'm one of the regular people that God is blessed with these incredible gifts. And it gives me so much pleasure to see people get off the table or to hear from you and say, oh my God, like I'm so different. So different. You know, what's so interesting is that when I found your information, I think I, I found you on TikTok and I was just like, what is this? What is happening? I would say that my own like spiritual awakening happened probably like five or six years ago and my journey with healing and therapy and physical body work and every modality you could even think of I had never seen someone do exactly what it is that you do and that is because no one does what you do right but when I arrived it's so hard that people from all over the world have before COVID were coming and I can only see two people in a day, like six to eight a week, you know, but yes, continue. Cause it's just so like, I love it. And it's amazing. And initially I was in a car accident and it was the same car accident that had happened 10 years prior. So if you think about 10 year cycles, it was, you know, deeply rooted in that regard, but also my body was still in a lot of pain. Right. And so initially I went to you because I thought, oh, with her technique, with her, you know, <laughs> with your, with your like amazing technique. Maybe I can feel better physically. I didn't realize I was walking into one of the most beautifully intense therapy sessions that I had ever been. And this is like, I was in, I've been in therapy for at least twice a week, multiple hours a week for five years straight. Right. I mean, this is like, I'm, I'm in my practice very deeply. Like I had never realized that the work that you do is available to me or available to the public. So I would like for you to go into what mm. your work is and what a session with you looks like, because I, I didn't really understand the, the breadth <laughs> of what that was until I experienced it. Yeah. So who's better to talk about it than you? Well, I want, well, I would want, I want to just also, you know, talk about, you know, your background, of course, but like the different things that you do in your, okay. in your sessions. Yeah. So there's the techniques, right, that I use, which are trigger point therapy, which so trigger points develop in muscle. This is all scientific stuff. So trigger points are like little pimples that develop deep inside muscle from overuse or injury, right? And then the only way to get rid of those is pop them or inject them. And these were discovered in 1942 by Dr. Janet Travell and David Simmons. And so I work with those, but in order to get to those, you had to learn the myofascial release part. So fascia, which is some of the inside skin, grows along our muscles, tendons, ligaments, nerves, everything while we sleep. And when we're injured and we have lack of movement, it doesn't melt away because when we get up in the morning, we're supposed to melt it away. 
the more sedentary, the more fascia, the thickness. And so people think it's scar tissue. It's different. So part of what I do is use gua sha, which is an ancient Chinese scraping technique. And I scrape, like I scrape the layers. And I think for the trauma survivors, I think I'm really scraping the layers off, like scraping that trauma out of people because the scraping is like a rake. We get it all up, right? The rubbing, the massaging this way or this way is just like a broom sweeping the layers over. I'm about digging in there and getting it out. And so I do the gua sha scraping, the trigger points, which is the poking, right? <laughs> the poking. And, um, and I use these powerful knuckles. And we get in there and I'm we're shedding the layers. And I didn't ask you any questions really, right? And you, when it became emotional, it's because the body holds the trauma. You actually encouraged me not to tell you what was wrong because you wanted to discover that for yourself and you wanted my body to communicate with you what it needed and where the trauma was stored. Yes. And what I thought was interesting, I assumed it would be a full body session. You do either upper body or lower body. It's your yeah. choice of one of yeah. the two. And I can't remember how many hours is a session approximately? Two. Sometimes it's around two. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It's around yeah. two hours a session. And when she says that she's using gua sha to scrape, this isn't like just the most amazing, you know, this isn't just like the facial gua sha that you see. Right. This is like a deep, it's like a deep tissue gua sha. And you come out of there with bruises and, and raspberries that you never knew <laughs> could exist on your body. And swelling. And swelling and all the things. Um, but I think what was so remarkable to me is that I, from a very young age, learned how not to cry or how not to express myself in that way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because it was triggering to the people around me. So I, in your session, hand to God, cried more in those two hours than I have in my entire life. Like Most it was just pouring out of me and like, like great tears, like a, like a release. Yeah. And um, I hold you through it. Like I hold you through it. Yes. I rock you through it. And I tell you and encourage you, like it's gotta come out because Yes, you were exactly right. So many of us were based on fear. Keep the secrets. Don't cry. Take it like a woman. Take it like a man. Shh. You know? And in here, I'm like, get loud. Get it out. Because I want people to get it out. The So cancer, diabetes, kidney disease, liver disease, all of that is linked to excess cortisol in our body. So can I talk about the cortisol? Please talk about it all. Because you're talking about trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, sometimes I get triggered by what's being released on the table. And I have to contain that so that you can cry like you've never cried before. So your little girl, the little girl in you, who held in all of those tears 
all of her life, once it started, just let it go. My body will produce the, the cortisol to handle that fear, fight, or flight moment, right? And so I've had to gain things that I do not for that not to happen. But when cortisol is coming into you every day as a child like you, you're getting hurt, but you can't cry. Or you're getting yelled at, you can't cry. So your body is making excess of those adrenaline hormones to control you. That cortisol sits in our bodies and it makes us so sick because it slows down the white blood cell production, which we need at a high rate to fight everything in our body, right? So... Yeah, I'm remembering you crying it out and um, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was amazing. And I think what's so ironic is I didn't realize, again, what like the full breadth of one of your sessions would entail. But of course, if, as fate would have it, I went straight from, because I'm now based on the East Coast, I went straight from my time in LA to go to Northern California to visit my family. So I was also with them in the most vulnerable state that I've ever right. been in. And it was a lot, but it was also so healing to then come back from that. And I would say there was probably like a week or two weeks of yeah. uh, like a like a deboarding process of right. kind of experience everything. Do you feel like you were triggered the same? Because some people report to me that in they've been also had to go in situations and they've reported that it wasn't the same emotional response. It wasn't that high emotional response. I think for me, my body was in such a state of like exhaustion and relaxation from releasing everything that I didn't even have it in me to put any walls up. Yeah. Like it wasn't even, that wasn't even an option for me because I was still so, it was like, I was you naked. Were open. You were I was open and completely naked and completely vulnerable yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, so it was since going back, I've yeah. definitely noticed a difference since going back, since working with you. How, um, did, you, how did you, um, coming back from that family time, what was that like when you came home and you were by yourself and you had had a session and then you went into that? Because scraping the layers off, it is like starting over. It's like you're naked again, you know? You don't have that in there anymore. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned, you know, that everyone has an inner child within them. My work in therapy started with an inner child uh, therapist who is a specialist in that. Nice. So I think for me, it was a different experience and I felt okay being vulnerable because I already had such a strong relationship with my inner child. And for those who might not be familiar with that type of therapy, you can look up inner child work. Um, and that was my introduction of deep healing. Like that was how I kind of dove into the space personally. So I had tools that I was equipped with that I don't know even if I, I don't even know if I knew that I had these tools with me, but I basically like proverbially held my inner child's hand the whole time and yes. knew that I was safe, even though I knew that I was also being so vulnerable, but mm. I didn't have the strength in me to put up any walls because of all of the layers yeah. that were removed. It was yeah. an out-of-body experience, <laughs> a truly out-of-body experience. And so 
do you have you because I've gotten in touch with like three of my children. Have you tried to see if you have some more in there? Any more? Oh, yeah. Because it's different ages sometimes. Yeah, I think so. The What I did with my um my first therapist is we would work in seven year blocks, one to seven, eight to 14. And so I think the one that I have the strongest relationship with is is like my seven-year-old self um so that's that's the the little girl that I that I see in my mind's eye that I kind of go to and um that I feel like needs the most healing and protection that's really where I go to the other phases of my life and I mean I was I want everyone to also know like I was dealt a really beautiful hand of cards but everyone has their trauma everyone has trauma and everyone's heart is hard Absolutely. So I, I, it is part of the human experience. It Absolutely. is just when we come down here and we live our human experience, like it is a given that you are going to experience, experience trauma. You're going to experience yeah. some shit. And exactly. That, and, and we gotta, we don't have to hold on to it. And I think it's so beautiful listening to how you're describing this because there's like, I have nobody to go to, right? So I can only live through you guys and seeing the 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 beautiful things and women getting their power back because I work with women and men that have been um, sex trafficked, kidnapped, held in basements and dungeons and demonic stuff and all that stuff. And these are people among us friends that we know people we come in contact with secrets that we all have to hold in order to exist and I think one of my main gifts is that as a healer and that's so hard for me to accept it's like really you're you're Jackie come on you're just Jackie oh a (laughs) hundred percent it's one of the many things on your resume yeah but (laughs) but it's um I'm just like everybody else. And the only difference is, is that God has given me something and said, this is your purpose and you got to help these other people. And I love it. Like, I believe, like you said, I believe that even all the pro athletes that come in, I'm like, I'll talk to them. Like, I know you got some trauma in there. Come on now, (laughs) you know? And it turns out like, I worked on one one pro athlete and I did one lay, which was the dad's side, right? The right side is male issues. The left side is all female. And, and so I did his right side and it was the side, he was raised by a single father. His mother had left wow. very early. And I said, okay, you got to come back within two weeks and do the left leg, which is the mom's side. Nope. <laughs> I was like, I call him and check on him. I'm like, you coming in? No response. Oh my gosh. And mind you, he came in with a limb and left without a limb, right? But the fact that he felt it, because I think you feel it right on the table. Like you feel it, like it's coming. And so. Well, I feel like there's no choice but to feel it. You can't, I mean, really, I mean, between the safe space that you hold for people between the fact that you are, you meet people where they are, you bring yeah. out the trauma from them, but also 
like for me I have a high pain tolerance I love me a deep tissue massage like a really deep one I want it to hurt so good but the level but the level of pain I know you physically feel like it's kind of like you're crying because you're in pain on the table but also so much other pain is able to be released it's honestly it's an out-of-body experience that's what everybody says everybody is like I had a girl fly here and she got up from the table and she was like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I I can't describe it, Jackie. I can't tell you how amazing I feel right now. I can't tell you how light I feel. Like I have shed a whole ton of stuff, but don't ask me to describe it <laughs> because I can't. And everybody says the same thing. So when I talk about it on social media, and I put up videos, like it's indescribable. Sometimes people come, I've had people come who disassociate, right? Who have, okay. And so they go back to that childlike or whatever. And I'm like, when we're done at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? When they're in that little girl or little boy state, I'm like, you need to go swing on my swing out there. And they go. And they swing and you get in touch with your, like, it's a whole thing here. It's not like, you know, I'm just scraping or I'm just rubbing or pushing or poking. It's like you get to free your little one inside. The one that held the pain. Exactly. You You get to free the inner child that held the pain. That's a hundred percent what it is. It's, it's the one or the ones that have held the pain. And some people, I had a girl from the Vegas shooting, right? The mass shooting in Las Vegas. Wow. And she and her therapist had been working for years since then for her to cry. She just couldn't cry about it at all to her. She got married to a man that lives in Vegas. She has to go back to Vegas and she couldn't cry. So it was like a half an hour into my work. Because, right, the pain tolerance will make you cry. But then that's the pathway to what is beneath there. And so she laid on my table for two hours. I stopped working. And she laid on my table for two hours crying. I was not about to stop her. And then, of course, I let her come back for free so I could, you know, finish the work. And when she came back, I said, what did your therapist say? She was... And she said, she didn't know what to say. You know, I'm different. And what that did is she told me that she had a childhood memory of some trauma that she had no idea existed. So we're opening door, you know, we're opening doors in here to, as long as we keep those doors locked, we cannot be at our full potential. We cannot get there. We it's have so to, love it, right? It's so true. So, you now have this thriving business. You've since gone viral. Like going viral is like a day in the life of Jackie. I feel like now me? it's amazing. It's amazing. Excuse me, really? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but but I want to talk I don't about see it like that. Yeah. Oh, but I to me I just feel like that those are the people that you're you. reaching. Those are the people that you're you know, those are, you're just, you're exposing more people to the work that you do. You're encouraging people to heal by proxy, I believe. 
but let's talk about a little bit of how you started your your practice yeah. and yeah. then what it and what it has transformed into because I imagine there's been absolutely you know it's yeah. it's molded over the years it has so it started out of necessity um I had gone to massage school in the 90s and where I live in California there's no licensing for massage there's no state license for it if anybody says like I'm an LMT so I can charge you more get out of here so there's no licensing here. So I never did it. And then I was married. I became a state, I was a bodybuilder, got married, stay at home mom, got divorced. Ex-husband didn't pay child support, needed a part-time job because I wanted to be there for my son. Look in the in the paper back then. Look in the paper. And it was like, you know, here's something at a chiropractor's office, do massage and his assistant. Four hours a day, cool. I went, I interviewed, I did a massage. They're like, great, when can you start? So I worked there in the chiropractor's office for a year and a half. And I did the same thing on every person, every day. They would be in there treating for a year and it was the ultrasound one, ultrasound one electrical stem, the heat back, send them to the, the office. He moves things around. By the way, you can't adjust anything because it's all attached to each other. So there's nowhere it could go. And um, and that was it, right? And he started selling Groupon massages because Groupon came out. And he said, Jackie, why don't you do the massages? And at that time, I think he was selling them for $15, like $25. And I would get $15. And I would ask the people that would come in, like I had been studying on the side um, trigger point therapy, myofascial release. I had done courses. I had read the manuals. I was learning Guashta from a Guashta master from China. I was doing that. And I'm like, okay, now I can really practice it. About three months into it, the, his practice, the people weren't coming back because I was fixing them, right? In the Groupon massages. And he pulled me in the hall one day and he goes, Jackie, why are you fixing my, my patients so quickly? I said, excuse me? So here comes Gangster Jackie. He said, you're affecting my business. You know, I got a family to take care of. I said, fuck you, I quit. And I quit. And so some of the, the people, patients came with me, you know, and would get a treatment. But I only really see somebody once. So um, I had to keep finding people because... It's painful, right? It's not like I'm not um, that busy. So anyway, I just over the time, about five years in, I started seeing, and the more that I worked on me in therapy, right? The connection could now start to be made. And God was like, okay, girl, I think you're ready. I'm about to give you something that's very cutting edge that nobody's doing. I see you, you're doing your work. You've got the personality for it. You've got the love. And so clients would start crying. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, I don't know. I'm just remembering when I was little. So then I started like studying and like the body keeps the score and like, what is the connection? And just 
kept studying and kept studying. And I've been doing this now 12 years and just it, I'm never not studying. I'm continuously trying to learn. And when I moved into this house, because I was in an apartment. So I was seeing like super famous people in this small two bedroom apartment and they were starting to scream and I was starting to get in trouble and I'm trying to make the connection. Like I know it hurts, but really, and all of this is, and so they evicted me. They were evicting us and I was freaked out. And I remember, and I could speak about celebrities that have spoke, you know, speak about me. Tiffany Haddish, I had like done her knee and fixed it. She's like, Jackie, don't worry. This it's all gonna be good. This is an elevation. And I moved to this house, girl. Boom. The space, the freedom, the ability for me to move around. And I have to work in a big space and explore myself and really get into the and so just continuing the work. Life is a continuous work. We have to keep working. And then it just started to develop. And, and, you know, it's scary for a lot of people, though. It is. And how did you kind of make your introduction into the social media space? Because I imagine that that's transformed your business in some way, shape, or form. Yes. So um, my son was like about eight years ago on Instagram. He was like, mom, you know, maybe seven He's like, you got to like get on Instagram. It's like, what is that? Because I'm old, I'm 57. And so he showed me and I did. And I look back at that stuff and I was like, wow, I had no personality on there. I <laughs> was like, okay, so now I'm working on the ankle and the ankle is connected to that. And I'm like, whoa. And so I just think, girl, over time in the work that I started doing on myself, the deep internal work on myself, the willingness to look at who am I? And I need to support this child who's getting older. Like, who is Jackie? What can, it just started, everything just started to flow. And then my personality, I was able to like really be myself who, well, I have many of myself. So, you know, I was just able, they were all able to come out. And I think the response from people encouraged me. And then the celebrities that posted about me, um, TikTok loves the screaming videos. Sure. Yeah. Instagram, I talk about more of my trauma stuff because TikTok, it doesn't seem like that's, you know, the audience, but I would, I do want to say this, that, um, my videos and stuff on social media are held back. So my growth on them has been lessened. So the bigger that I've got like I have 66,000 on Instagram. It should be a million already. Correct, right? correct. And same with TikTok because I fix people. That means doctors aren't making that money. That means pharmaceutical, I've had people come off of addiction of, of opiates because they're no longer in pain. Wow. The pharmaceutical companies, right? So I'm not as viral as everybody thinks but I want to heal as many people as I can. I want to like, I want to have a um, stadium and I'm on a jumbotron and we're all like, let's scrape. Like a million. It's amazing. Scraping session. Um, 
So I don't know if I answered right. Of course. So do you use your technique on yourself? If I have pain for the pain, right? Yes, I'll wash on myself or I'll have my son do trigger point, but I'm not in pain. And I think a part of it is, is because I'm so expressive about my feelings. It's not being held anywhere in your body. I don't really think so. I mean, I hold memories in here, right? Um, But I don't know. I've always acted out. Oh, I've always acted out. I've always, interesting way of putting it, right? That's what they would say I was acting out. But really what I was doing is wanting somebody to notice. And expressing yourself, not holding it in. Yeah, and wanting somebody to help me. Because I didn't grow up having any love or nurturing or any of that stuff. And so I was talking about in my EMDR, me always being so loud. And, you know, you were just trying for somebody to hear you. Some of us, you know, we want to be heard, but we don't know how to get that message that we need to be heard. So we do behaviors. But we change those. What is next for you? What are you excited about? What's next for you in your practice, in your life, in general? Okay. Jackie's wishes. Um, I would love, I mean, I have this idea that I'm in this big motor home and I have with all of my dogs and my iguana and I have a staff, you know, a crew to drive it because I'm a little bit of a princess. Like I only stay in four or five star hotels and like, I don't eat fast food. Like, okay, so I got champagne taste beer money, honey. And so (laughs) I'm in this motor home and we're just going state to state and we're just going and I'm working on people and I don't have to charge them and just spreading it because people are like, well, why can't you teach people? I can't teach them to be me. Correct. It's me. It's not the gua sha. It's not the poking. It's 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 it's. the perfect recipe. It's 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 all the ingredients of the recipe that is you. Thank you. It's me. And so that is one of my my dreams. Another dream is for financial stability, meaning that I have people every week. That it's not so scary for people anymore that they're like I'm going to book. And now PayPal is set up where they can pay off a session with PayPal. Um And then I want to find a man this year. Mm. I love that for you. I wrote in my journal that I'm feeling lovable. I'm feeling like I deserve love for the first time in my life as in, you know, like deeply feel it. Right. And that in turn through our healing to love somebody the right way. I was loving the, the wrong way, meaning that my pain took over my ability to fully love somebody mm. openly and trust. And so as we grow, right, as we do our work and we heal, we I, I really believe that we are able to trust people more, which will allow us to be more open to receive 
more love because at the bottom of it all, it's hard to like ourselves. We can say it, but to really look at ourselves. So I want all of it. Like, that's what I want. I want all of us. I want them to smile like you. I want them to like, feel like, I want everybody to shed their fucking trauma and walk around, not err, and like, hey, you know, how's your day? Ah, my dog threw up on my bed, but you know what? Fuck it. Instead of yes. just setting us off like my fucking dog. <laughs> right. Because do you feel, I'm I'm curious, do you feel since the session that things maybe, I don't know, I'm a yeller, but like if you, if you've lessened on behaviors that maybe you were working on that you didn't like, are they better? I definitely feel like I'm more expressive right. and my throat chakra is definitely open because we worked on the upper body. Yes. I definitely feel like my throat chakra is open. I definitely feel, I mean, this is like your sessions are like a crash course into like getting in touch with yourself and your body. I, I left my body for many years of my life for, for, you know, to function for survival just because I didn't have the coping mechanisms to deal with whatever I was dealing with. And ultimately that's, um, that's just, you know, your body protecting you, you know, and for that, I'm grateful. And that is consistent with survivors. We all have, girl, it's a club. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you four out of five people, I work on our trauma, but were there any behaviors before that you had maybe like you would, somebody would make you mad and you would hold it in or that's the curious is because I really hope that it helps people change some things that they didn't like that they were doing. I definitely think that I'm much more neutral Mm. as far as things affecting me positively or negatively. I can, I can be, I'm a little bit more observational. Like I can look at my, I can observe myself observing something or I can observe myself experiencing something. So I think that's one of the, one of the beautiful gifts that, that was a byproduct of, of my session with you among so much other work, as you know, it's a web healing is a web. It's not a one, one track to get, but but my goodness, like the, the beautiful things that working with you has done. And just one session. I want everyone also to know, like I had one session with Jackie over the summer (laughs) for two hours. And it's just, you know, I think that you continue to reap the benefits from those sessions. Cause again, you release so much. It is quite a lot. You continue to reap the benefits over time. And I feel like those, that flower is now fully bloomed. I don't, I don't think that it was fully bloomed at first. It, it, It took time to kind of unpack everything that we did right yeah i'm so happy and you look everybody's face is like so much brighter mm-hmm. getting all that shit out that's amazing it's so so amazing so you mentioned you mentioned tiktok you mentioned instagram where can we find you for folks who are listening who are like yes this is my language or they're curious and they want to see your work where can people find you i am the muscle whisper t-h-a on instagram and I'm the Muscle Whisper THA1, the number one on TikTok, and my website, themusclewhisper.com. And shit, pick up the phone and call me. Like, I'll 
you know, Rita, my booking manager will say, Jackie, this person wants to talk to you. I'm like, okay. Or if you send me a DM and I'm bored, I might hit call. Like, reach out. I'm so, again, I only see a maximum of 10 people a week, right? So it's mm -hmm. two max a day. So I have time and I love people. As you can tell, she, I like, she, Gangster Jackie loves it. <laughs> but I'm so passionate about people healing their trauma because I want a much better world for my son. Mm -hmm. I want a much better world for us humans. Cause right now, I don't know how I feel in other healers I talk to, cause I work on other healers and it's the fight between light and dark right now. That oh, it's so intense right now. It's, it's so intense. It's so intense. And so the mass heal, like we all, like you doing this, thank you, because the exposure for people to like, where can I, how can I feel the joy that you're feeling? Oh, this girl, you know, like come and scrape it out we have to fight, fight, fight. You too, girl. We have to all put our energy together with what's happening. And also share. And I just want to thank you so much for the work that you do, for you being so transparent and so vulnerable on this podcast and just so welcoming. I truly feel like you are my chosen family in this lifetime. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have you on the show and to celebrate your story and, and just encourage everyone to continue their healing, to start and continue their healing. Cause it's a journey. It's never it's, ending. It's never ending. And yeah. you do EMDR. I have not yet. Mm. It's on the list. It's on the list. Amazing. Yeah. I want to thank you for bringing me on your podcast and allowing me to just kind of be me. And I go all, <laughs> I go all out there. Cause Jackie look great, great. But you're allowing me to be me and I appreciate it and the support of my work and trying to share me with others. It's so important. I just, I want us all to heal. And we are, and we're healing and people are we're healing. up and, and it's beautiful. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ick in the way of getting there, but, but my goodness, I feel like we are doing it. There's a lot of people on board right now Yeah, on the good ship, right? There's a Correct. lot of people and there's a lot of really powerful energy from a lot of powerful healers and we're going to be okay. We are. Well, yeah. I love you. Thank I you so you. much for coming on the show. You're amazing. Thank you, honey. Thank you for having me. And please, anybody, don't be scared of the pain when you see the videos. I hold you through it. I get you through it. We laugh. Sometimes we eat. You can go on the swing. You can play with the puppies. Like it's a whole vibe here. I got you. It is. Thanks, honey. Of course. Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys, that interview was just amazing. A huge thank you to Jackie for coming on the show. Another big thank you to our host at Dash Radio and producers at Island City Media. If you like this episode, as I know we all loved it, you can listen to it again and again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please be sure to leave a review so we can continue bringing you the people and conversations that you love, just like Jackie. Lastly, if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me at MarinCostello.com and MarinCostello Radio on Instagram. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week with another amazing guest on Marin Costello Radio.
Been the one to run from the rain 